what should a good online event look like? And I think we're all all starting to experience what I call Zoom fatigue. I've you know I've sat through like countless webinars, um, endless Zoom meetings, and I think you know as a whole, everyone's getting a bit tired of being in front of their computer screen. So the challenge for event planners is how can you create a really engaging online event experience? So that's something that we're working quite hard to help help them achieve. Welcome to Cross Pollination. We're a member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. This week, Cross Pollination is taking a look at pivoting in the pandemic. There are lots of industries right now where business as usual is completely unusual. And in many of them, no one knows exactly when, if, or how things might go back to normal or what that normal could look like. Over the next couple of episodes, we'll hear from people and organizations that have found ways to shift what they're doing, even partially, to stay viable in radically changing times. It's certainly not easy, and making those shifts often needs courage, creativity, good leadership, and new kinds of collaborations. We've all heard about distilleries producing hand sanitizer, clothing companies making masks, restaurants using their kitchens to cook food for those in need. What about companies that are doing business more or less in the same areas they were in previously? What are they doing and how are they doing it when so much of their worlds changed virtually overnight? In early March, um, we started to see the the first sort of um, questions arise, like, will I be able to hold my event uh, in July or August? Um, And I think the industry as a whole remained hopeful at, at the very beginning of the shutdown. It became clear very quickly that events aren't going to be possible in the same in the same format that they would have been held uh, until at least early 2021. That's Chrissy Gale. She's the director of content marketing at Eventmobi, a Toronto headquartered event management software company with offices in Manila and Berlin that serves B2B event planners developing conferences and trade shows. Chrissy has a really interesting cross-pollinating background working internationally in the fashion design industry. She pivoted and eventually found her way to tech. Now the team she works with is doing their own pivot. As event planners have had to cancel or shift online, Eventmobi is finding ways to help its customers hold online events, and in the future, hybrid events, and to make those online events more engaging and interactive than the typical faces-on-a-screen meetings that so many of us have experienced over the past few months. Um, obviously, being in the event industry, this has been a, a really interesting time for us. With, with everything that's happening with COVID, we've had to reduce the size of our team. So I'm wearing many hats. It wasn't a slow transition. It was uh, basically overnight. Uh, the entire events industry, um, whether this is you know, business meetings or more consumer-facing events, um, were totally unprepared. Uh, no one, I think, ever anticipated um, not being able to do their job. Um, so essentially, you know, our, our customers are event planners. Um, most of them had very little experience with online events. Obviously, you know, in person had always been the focus because of the, you know, the ease that you can sort of network and create connections and connect sponsors with um, new leads. So the entire industry was uh, caught completely off guard. Um, but until international travel is opens up again, um, it, it's pretty limiting. A, a lot of our customers, um, that really was. Uh, an integral part of their uh, of their events and conferences was was bringing together people from around the world. So the hybrid event format, I think, is what we're going to be seeing probably through at least to the end of this year and, and likely all through 2021. 
Those abrupt changes that happened in the early months of 2020 suddenly threw even stable-seeming industries into a VUCA world, one that's volatile, unpredictable, complex, and ambiguous. Here's how EventMobi's business used to work prior to the pandemic. Pre-COVID, at end-to-end event management software company, our clients are global business event professionals. So these are uh, both corporate and association clients who run regular meetings and conferences, uh, annual sales meetings, um, these types of events. So these aren't uh, consumer events. These are business-related events. And EventMobi has uh, solutions for everything from you know, on-site badge printing to uh, event promotion and marketing uh, through to you know, one of the industry's very first event apps, which uh, the founder, Bob Baez, uh, developed in 2009. We have about 70 employees. So most of our clients are in the U.S., Canada. Um, We do have a a LATAM team, so they work with our clients in South America. Um, It's a smaller industry there, but it's growing. Um, And the U.K. uh, and Europe uh, are primary markets. So we work with um, customers that are running everything from, you know, small small internal events for for 50 to 100 uh, attendees. Um, up to about 10,000. Um, beyond that, you know, other sort of uh, technical support challenges arise, but really that's our, you know, that's our sort of um, ideal uh, audience size. EventMobi's business serves events that are typically developed many months in advance, and they involve a lot of complex planning, different parties and moving parts, from event attendees to sponsors, venues, and everything from exhibition booths to networking and more. They're also frequently critical business events for different industries and for tourism and travel to regions where those events are held. Those impacts are beyond anyone's immediate control right now. But what EventMobi could influence was how it shifted its own work. The company needed to move their operations fully online with all of their global offices working from home and then figure out how they could continue to do business and how to serve their customers. So they started and continue to talk extensively to the event planners they work with hundreds of them. Here's some of what they learned. In the past, you had to uh, consider your travel arrangements, the cost of your hotel, the cost of your flights. Um, you might have to book three days, four days off work uh, to attend a, you know, a multi-day event. Um, you know, what we're seeing now is that in terms of meeting design, you know, what might have been a three-day conference last year uh, is going to be maybe a three-hour conference this year if it's delivered online. Uh, so, the content has to be, you know, short and focused um, in order to keep people engaged. Um, but, you know, what this means is that people around the world can very easily attend. So where you might have seen, say, 500 people attending your event last year, this year you might see 5,000. So even if you have to lower the cost of your tickets, you're going to sell a lot more of them. So, you know, they're, they're, I don't think it has a, a negative of an impact as you know, as the industry originally anticipated. You know, as I mentioned before, because the barrier to online events is is, is much lower, um, a lot of planners are, are surprised by the number of, regis- uh, you know, registrants they get. So I think, you know, we've definitely spoken to customers that are anticipating, um, you know, uh, you know, more than say 20,000, but at a certain, at a certain point, you know, um, you know, there might be a, another platform that, that's better tailored to support that kind, of, that kind of event. 
I think it's very difficult to stay focused on your screen when you have multiple, you know, multiple devices um, around you on your desk. Um, you know, if you're attending a webinar, what's to stop you from picking up your phone and checking your news apps or looking on Instagram, um, walking away to your kitchen to get a cup of coffee or, um, you know, just sort of wander away and talk to your partner if you're working in the same space as someone else. Um, so how do you keep people focused on the content that's being delivered on the screen really is the, is the challenge. We're seeing everything from like virtual cocktail hours at conferences to collaborative workshops that leverage Zoom's whiteboard feature to sort of, um, you know, randomized um, uh, uh, networking sessions where you're sort of uh, paired with people that you, you know, uh, randomly paired with uh, other attendees um, during, during an online event. So, um, and I think there's going to be, you know, the longer we, we have to work this way, um, we're just going to see more tools and, and more fun ways to sort of create, you know, fun gamified ways that encourage encourage attendees to, to connect with, with each other and also, you know, with, with sponsors. In the future, as things reopen, what could they look like? I think some associations uh, and corporate, corporate clients might be able to hold smaller in-person meetings, um, but that's where the hybrid uh, meeting format comes in. So, you know, you might have a small hub of, uh, you know, employees meeting in, say, Washington, D.C., and then connects them you know, remotely with other offices around the country, for example, different different restrictions in different regions. So, um, but that's definitely going to be a model that's that's here to stay. So, more interactive, gamified online events, larger attendee numbers from more different places, hybrid online in-person events, and different models in different regions. That's an interesting and more complex world. For EventMobi, it's meant redeveloping how some of their products work and how they're delivered. The monetization of, of online events, I think, was. Um, one of the, the the more challenging aspects for for our customers to sort of understand how to, to best to best do it. So one of our our challenges has been uh, figuring out how to best incorporate uh, sponsor messaging into um, you know the the way we enable our our customers to deliver their events online. Uh, but what we found is that you know digital sponsorship is not a new thing in the events world. Um, obviously, physical sponsor uh, sponsorship, uh, particularly at, you know at trade shows and exhibitions, um, you know, that's, that's a little bit more difficult to, to recreate. But digital sponsorship is fantastic. I mean, you can easily measure, you know, banner ad clicks. You can, you know, it, it's super easy to, to, to uh, really show the, the sponsor what their ROI is um, in a digital context. So, you know, we've launched a virtual event platform. Uh, so essentially this is, uh, we call it the virtual event space. And it is... Uh, the desktop version of our, you know, a, you know, our event app. Um, and there's a ton of different ways you can incorporate your, your sponsor's brand messaging in there. As I mentioned everything from, you know, banner ads to virtual exhibitor booths to sponsored sessions to, um, you know, overlaying your sponsor's brand messaging in session content on slides, um, you know, video clips. So, you know, there are a lot of different ways you can offer value to, to sponsors. So our virtual event space looks very much like our event app. So it's, it's pretty familiar to most of our customers. Um, what we've done is we've, you know, adapted it for a desktop um, and, you know, obviously moved certain features around so that they make more sense in an online context. You know, there are a lot of video conferencing tools that are compatible with our virtual event solution um, or that can be used as a standalone solution that really enable this. Um, and we're seeing some great examples uh, at large events around the world. 
Um, but essentially, you know, it's, it's not difficult to set up, uh, you know, video chats and breakout rooms to organize roundtable, uh, you know, roundtable uh, breakout sessions. Um, you know, the event organizer just has to really understand what sort of, you know, how can you, how can you make these sessions interactive? How can you come up with um, new, new games and challenges that encourage, uh, encourage one-to-one networking or networking with sponsors? Um, but there's a lot of different ways you can use event tech to, to facilitate this. Of course, post-COVID, um, we are adapting our solutions for virtual or online events. Um, so it's been a, a pretty quick transition. I mean, it had to be very fast. Um, but, you know, moving forward, uh, we see the future as being both, you know, hybrid events, which means there will be uh, on-site uh, in-person meetings with, with remote attendees. So, um, I think it, it, no one really knows what the future will hold, but, you know, we, we are going to be able to take our in-person solutions um, and sort of merge them with uh, online uh, virtual needs. And I don't, I don't think the perfect solution exists yet. Um, you know, if we were to talk about, say, trade shows, for example, uh, in an online context, I mean, this is probably the most difficult, um, you know, sort of in-person event format to recreate uh, online. Um, and you'll see a lot of solutions out there that sort of seek to recreate the, the physical experience in 3D with avatars and uh, 3D modeled booths. Um, but, you know, these, these types of solutions were really, uh, they sort of appeared around 2010, 2012. Um, and, you know, from, from our perspective, um, this is not the right way to go. You know, we're not looking to play Second Life or, you know, The Sims uh, in a, you know, in a sort of business-oriented uh, meeting context, um, you know, what is the, you know, what is the goal is, is what you have to come back to. It's just simply to connect um, sponsors with leads. So this can be done in video. You don't need to have an avatar um, walking through a, a, you know, virtual uh, trade show floor to sort of get that value. I asked Chrissy about how gamification can help make events more interactive and engaging, and if there are any advantages to online events over in-person ones. Well, we found that the the same gamification tools that we uh, have in our event app that were used in an in-person event context uh, translate really well uh, into an online event context. Essentially, you know, you can encourage, the goal with gamification at a, a business meeting or conference is to encourage people to either meet other attendees or connect with sponsors. So how do you do that? It's just a question of um, creating challenges, for example. It could be as simple as finding a code um, embedded into, you know, embedded in a, a sponsor's um, online booth, for example, or, you know, hiding a code somewhere in an online, you know, an online um, live stream session. Uh, then the, you know, the attendee can simply, you know, enter the code into their, uh, into their profile and, and start scoring points. So that's really the, the the goal of gamification in a you know in a business meeting or um, conference context. So you know that's that's sort of the first way. Um, I think in terms of interactive workshops, um, like I said, it's a little bit more limited um, in an online context. But you know one of my favorite things about Zoom is the whiteboard feature, and you can actually have a lot of fun with that. And um, you know I've been um, uh, attending sort of social events in the evening that are also hosted on Zoom. Uh, and you can do everything from, you know, play Pictionary with, with your friends and, you know, the other, on the other side of the country um, 
to other sort of fun like bingo challenges. I mean, there's a ton of different ways you can you can actually interact with people using video conferencing tools. There are a lot of really creative ways. Even some non-tech companies have managed to transfer their products online, even when they've normally been in person in nature. I think the most exciting event that we uh, attended online was a murder mystery night. So this is a, a company in Toronto whose entire business model was corporate, like uh, corporate retreats. So they would organize um, things like uh, the event Moby trip to Iceland a few years ago, um, these sorts of things. And so they very quickly had to figure out how could they how could they pivot their business? Um, and they had been planning an in-person series of, of murder mystery uh, events for corporate for their corporate clients. Um, and they recreated it online using Zoom brilliantly. Um, so I think, you know, we're seeing a lot of innovation in this space and particularly for, for travel and events uh, related companies like, like that one, um, you know, it's not impossible. Um, you just have to understand, you know, what makes a good online broadcast with a little bit of, with a little bit of thought and creativity, um, just about any sort of in-person exercise uh, can be recreated with the right video conferencing tool. So, I mean, this is one thing that, you know, we've been, we've been looking at and, you know, in what, which context is a one-way broadcast um, most appropriate for? And when do you really want to use video conferencing to enable a two-way conversation? Um, so I think, you know, this is where you sort of get into the, the webinar fatigue um, as well. It's, it's very difficult to keep people engaged uh, for hours on end, you know, when they are watching a one-way broadcast. Um, so this is why platforms like EventMobi uh, work really well in a corporate context because, you know, we have side-by-side -side engagement tools, the same ones that we would use on-site in our event app, uh, but things like uh, live polls, live Q&A, uh, live surveys. Um, so even if you have, say, a pre-recorded content, a session delivered um, that's been, you know, pre-recorded uh, a couple days before, you can always bring the speaker back live. Uh, to answer attendee questions once their session is finished. So, um, you know, that's a, a format called Simulize. And we're seeing a lot of our clients uh, taking that route because being fully, you know, uh, live streaming your entire conference, um, sorry, live streaming your conference uh, completely can be really intimidating and quite scary for a lot of presenters and planners because so many things can go wrong. So it's, you know, really the challenge is, how can you take pre-recorded content and make it fun and interesting? EventMobi itself has also needed to change some of its internal processes in order to pivot. First, they had to shift to fully online operations in all the countries where they're located. Then they had to focus on customers, work virtually, test features online. It's required the development of new capabilities and even some new partners to incorporate additional features into their product. I think the, the biggest challenge for us has, has been... Um, you know, how do, how do our internal teams document their work? Um, you know, we weren't remote before. Everything we did was really collaborative, um, you know, in-person uh, work. So, you know, we didn't have those systems set up, um, but that's definitely something that every, you know, every, uh, the exec team and every, every team lead is, is, is working to implement. Um, so how, how, do you, how do you best document, um, uh, you know, everything that, 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 the individual teams are up to and, and how do we uh, share that knowledge and continue to collaborate with each other. In terms of our, you know, internal work processes, I think we've uh, had to, you know, really quickly adapt as, as with every, every business that went remote. Um, and I think there was a 
fear that we wouldn't be able to do it, but uh, the entire Event Mobi team has really risen to the occasion. Um, if anything, everyone is working harder than they did before. Um, I think this is probably a common theme uh, in just about every company. You know, it's very difficult to separate your work and your, your personal life when you are working from home. Um, so in terms of sort of our internal productivity, um, if anything, um, we've been very effective and um, it's been very positive. And I think, you know, uh, at least some element of remote work will be part of the company culture moving forward uh, in, on a permanent basis. I am not, you know, I'm not um, uh, down in the weeds with the engineers and the, the, the product team. Um, obviously, you know, I get to see every week uh, they, they make you know, they're making great progress. Uh, they're rolling out new features. Um, but definitely, um, you know, it has been challenging because, you know, not, you know, EventMobi, like everyone else, uh, you know, had to, had to furlough certain employees, you know, a, a certain amount of employees um, in order to, you know, make it through this crisis. So I think probably the biggest challenge for them has been, um, A, adapting, uh, you know, the pre-existing product um, as opposed to, to building a new one from scratch, um, and then supporting our customers um, who are using, you know, the the event app um, still, uh, maybe as a community hub or um, sort of in a, a self serve context as a way to to store their documents and offer easy access to content. So I know it's I know it's been challenging, um, but I think the you know the other challenge has, has really been um, the production element, and this wasn't something that we did before. Um, we always offered on-site event support, but, you know, live streaming and video production wasn't a service that we offered previously. So that was a, a whole team that had to be built very quickly. And um, so certain members of our uh, support team uh, transitioned over to the uh, video production team that we've uh, put together. Um, and I think that that has really been, um, uh, you know, very challenging to understand, uh, the, you know, the variety of different uh broadcast and streaming services that we can use and what works best and what doesn't. And even, you know, prepping speakers and making sure they're ready for sessions can be very challenging uh, remotely. Um, ensuring that everyone has the right, you know, AV set up and the, the, you know, the right, you know, enough internet bandwidth to be able to, to live stream properly. I think that's probably been more challenging than the actual product development. You know, we weren't in the AV space before. Um, now we, you know, we now we find ourselves with a with a entire, uh, you know, video production team. Um, but equally, I think we've been um, approaching a lot of, you know, AV suppliers themselves and saying, you know, we can work with you too um, to help your clients um, deliver their their event experiences a little more seamlessly. Um, because what the Event Mobi product does is is provide a home for. Uh, both like video on demand and documents, um, event information. So, you know, uh, just a live stream isn't necessarily enough for our customers. They need somewhere where they can host their, you know, their session slides, um, their their research papers, um, et cetera. So, you know, uh, really, you know, our goal is to, to, to partner with other, you know, uh, other uh, AV suppliers and, you know, the, really the video production houses um, because, uh, you know, both parts are, are critical to the, you know, online event success. With all these new features and components to their products, as well as maintaining the existing one, how does the company test what they've produced before that rapid rollout to customers? Internally. So we, um, we have been running a, a weekly series of internal uh, conferences with our, you know, with our three offices, 
uh, so Berlin, uh, Manila, and uh, of course here in Toronto. Uh, so we call it um, the MobiRCon. And every you know, new product feature that we roll out or new production technique that we develop, um, we practice and we test and see you know, how easy it is uh, to, to deploy and execute, um, how engaging is it, you know, uh, does it really work? So um, like I say, this is like a weekly event that we've been running and um, it's been incredibly helpful you know, for the sales team so that they can tell their customers what works, what doesn't work um, from a marketing standpoint as well. Uh, it's great for me to be, to be able to have some, you know, sort of real life uh, experiences that we can we can share with our audience. Um, but, you know, we're also working pretty hard to gather feedback from, you know, from our customers that have already started using our solution at their online events. Um, and, you know, our product roadmap is uh, jam packed full of like new, new exciting ways that we're going to let our customers um really maximize uh, the way they can take advantage of this new online meeting format. You know, what we saw from a lot of our competitors was that they really rushed to get a solution out the door very quickly. Um, whereas our approach was to spend a lot of time speaking with our customers and finding out what they needed and what they, you know, what was most important to them, um, you know, when they were pivoting to this new format. So, you know, that was a difference, I think, that we, we tried to take a more measured approach to our product development. Because online events are likely going to be a popular way that things happen for some time, is EventMobi itself considering expanding outside of its previous B2B events and conference space and maybe entering new markets? Not according to Chrissy, but it does leave a lot of room for cross-pollination of new meeting methods between the consumer and business spaces, since the work they're involved in has a lot of relevance to online work and meetings pretty broadly. It's on the cutting edge in figuring out how people can collaborate and meet better and more interestingly, while hopefully avoiding the typical one-way broadcasts and Zoom fatigue. It's definitely come up in conversations, but um, we have decided to, to stick with what we've always done best, and that's, you know, internal business meetings and, and uh, external conferences, but really, uh, you know, for the, the, the business community. Um, those have always been our customers, and it's, it's worked really well for us, so... Um, We've decided to to not try and um, you know try and be everything to everyone, but just really you know, offer solutions to our our customer base. We know them really well. We know what they need. It, it that makes the most sense for us. Definitely, what EventMobi is working towards is um, how can we you know best facilitate two two way conversations within our platform um, as opposed to the, just the 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 broad broadcast content um, that we're seeing so much of these days. Uh, but really, it's how can we best facilitate, um, you know, face-to-face -face conversations um, in an online context. What are EventMobi's best pieces of advice and learning for other companies that are also in the midst of finding a new way through the pandemic shift? I think the fact that we took the time to speak to hundreds of our customers before we put together our product roadmap was really important. And I think don't make any assumptions on what, what is necessarily best for your customers um, those conversations, I think they've always been important, but they, they take on a new sort of sense of gravity when you're forced to undergo such an extreme pivot. At the end of the day, you know, your company's there to serve your customers and make sure their needs are met. So those are the kind of conversations you need to have before you start um, any sort of new development. It also equally, it's an exciting opportunity uh, for us to maybe segue to at least a partially remote company. You know, of course, we, we have a team in Manila, we have a team in Berlin. There was already some systems in place for, for us to be able to, to work collaboratively, but 
moving forward, um, it's not going to be a requirement, I think, for everyone to have to be in the office all the time. And I, I think that's pretty exciting. It offers a lot of opportunity, both both in terms of the type of talent that uh, companies can recruit, because all of a sudden, when you're remote, that means, you know, it opens up the entire world in, in terms of um, who you can hire from an employee perspective. Um, it'd be a lot easier to, to manage the work-life balance moving forward um, if there is the, the possibility to, to work from home a lot more. What does work look like at EventMobi in the future? And I, I know that definitely perhaps a smaller office and more remote teams is something that could work quite well for us. So EventMobi's pivot is proving itself well, and there are some keys to it. A good number of their paying customers are still doing business and providing the same services they were before the pandemic. They've also spent a lot of time wisely listening to a large number of their customers extensively, and they've kept on listening to them. Three, they have a strong internal team and a product development team, and their new product doesn't require a lot of learning or education for their customers. It's similar to their original mobile app. They're also doing a lot of experiments on the fly and creating new features and testing them in-house in a systematic design process to understand what it's like to use them, what works, and what doesn't before their, their customers see them, and they're continuing to get feedback. They've also been able to shift their own processes internally to fully online. In innovation terms, they've created a new product, changed their value proposition in doing so, as well as their internal business processes and distribution channels, although their customers and their market have stayed the same. Some companies may not be able to do this, especially if their paying customers or other key stakeholders aren't able to do their work currently and may not be able to in the near future. Companies might likely need to keep pivoting, too, as conditions change and the structure of the environment around them keeps changing. But this company is working well to stay viable and possibly even thrive under new and uncertain conditions. So where can you find out more about them? Visit us at www.eventmobi.com. We have um, a lot of information there on our uh, virtual event platform um, and a lot of educational content that can help them understand how to get started, how to execute this this pivot to a a new uh, meeting format. If you enjoyed this episode... Join us next time for another episode on pivoting in the pandemic and a unique platform created by and for freelance writers and journalists. It's a new and interesting spin on platform business and leveraging networks. Because this is a business podcast, we'd also like to let you know that this episode of your podcast is also brought to you by Street from the CPA's Mouth, a new podcast series created by the CPA Education Foundation and funded by the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center. Alberta's chartered professional accountants or CPAs are experts on a wide range of topics and issues of interest to Albertans. Straight from the CPA's mouth has discussions on topics important to you, from leadership skills and achieving career potential to financial literacy and how to make your tax refund bigger. If you're a university student and new Albertan or a parent, you'll find something of value in this unique podcast. You'll find Straight from the CPA's mouth on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or on the CPA Education Foundation's website at cpaalberta.ca slash foundation. That's cpaalberta.ca slash foundation. Even in these times of distancing, connection and innovation are more important than ever, as we've heard in this episode. This episode of Cross-Pollination is brought to you by Inventures Unbound, the ultimate platform for innovators, investors, and industry to share, inspire, and interconnect virtually. 
Inventures Unbound is brought to you by Alberta Vin Innovates to ensure that innovators have opportunities to connect with ideas, investors, and industries from within our borders and reaching far beyond. Join the launch of a virtual community with line stream events June 3rd and 4th. The opening keynote is renowned neuroscientist Tali Sherat, who will speak on how innovators and investors can harness optimism and vastly improve their decision-making skills. Other topics due for a deep dive include smarter cities, vibrant communities, healthy living, broader thinking, agriculture in the tech age, and innovation in work. And you won't want to miss the all-out livestream pitch battle event. If you have a past to Inventures 2020, you already have access to all of Unbound's goodies. If you'd like access to just Unbound, there's a pass for that at InventorsCanada.com. InventorsCanada.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thanks to Zapsplat.com for music.